Chapter 23 of the Book of Bamidbar, The Blessings of Bilam. story of Bilam is situated immediately after the story of the beginnings of the conquest of the land, and the first generation has passed on. The second generation has emerged in chapter 20 and certainly chapter 21, and Bilam is hired by Barak to curse, and Bilam sets out to curse Israel. But at the end of the day, he blesses. Blesses him three different times, and then a fourth time. The first three blessings, he's a hired hand. He's been paid by Barak to perform his responsibility in the eyes of Barak to curse Israel and to weaken Israel. But the bill is unable to curse, and in fact, he blesses. Now, this is a very central story and a very lengthy story, the longest narrative in the book of Amidbar. And the point of the story is that the Torah itself is raising the question about the worthiness of Israel. Are they, in fact, worthy of of the blessing? Are they worthy of moving forward, becoming a covenantal people, entering into the land? And their history, the history of the people from the time they left Egypt, even perhaps within Egypt, is problematic. We know of the Golden Calf, we know of the spy episode. That was all the first generation. But the question is, are they worthy of this great blessing? And this question that the Torah itself is asking, are they worthy of this great blessing, is a question that the Torah asked in a different setting earlier in the book of Breshit in Genesis chapter 32. And that story is when Yaakov, Jacob, leaves the house of Ravan, leaves, runs away from the house of Ravan. He returns home to the land, the covenantal land, covenant was made with Abraham and passed on to Isaac. And God made promises to Jacob in chapter 28 of Genesis. And for us, the Yom of Canaan, you'll spread out in all directions. You assume your covenantal place. And Jacob is returning. And Jacob, though, can't cross over into the land. He hears his brother is coming. He's frightened. He brings everybody else across. And the whole family crosses the Yabok. Mahavar Yabok, the Yabok crossing. But Jacob is left alone in chapter 32 of Genesis, and a mysterious person encounters Jacob, struggles with Jacob. Someone wrestled and struggled with Jacob until the dawn. And this mysterious being says to Jacob in chapter 32 of Genesis, The dawn has come, send me away. I will only send you away if you bless me. What is your name? Yaakov. My name is Yaakov. Your name is not Jacob anymore, but rather Israel. Jacob's name is changed from Yaakov to Yisrael. That is to say, Jacob's title is Yisrael. Actually, in the Torah, when God speaks to Yaakov, Yaakov is still called Yaakov, but he's also Israel. And Jacob and Israel, as Nachmanides points out in his commentary, are precisely opposite of each other. Yaakov means akov, is circuitous, to go around. Yisrael, apart from meaning relating to the word sar, prince, and perhaps sarita, to wrestle or to struggle, but the biblical Hebrew, the sin and the shin, are written exactly the same way. 
And Yisrael can be also read Yashar El. Yashar is straight, as opposed to circuitous. And in the book of Deuteronomy, in Dvarim, Israel, the people of Israel are called Yeshurun. Yeshurun is a play on Yisrael, but reading the sin as a shin, Yashar El. So Jacob has been transformed. And when he's transformed, somehow that mysterious night, he transformed himself through the struggle. He can demand a blessing. And after demanding the blessing, and after the transformation, Jacob crosses the Yabok. Now the story of Bilam is a similar story. The Torah itself raises the question about Jacob. Is he worthy of the blessing? And the Torah's answer in that chapter, in chapter 32, is very simple. If he stays Jacob, he never crosses over. If he's not transformed, no, he's not worthy of the blessing. Nothing in his past suggests strongly that he is. But the greatness lies in the ability to change himself and to move forward. Now we come to the story of Bilam, and the Torah itself is asking the very same question. Are these people worthy of blessing? And when you read the prophecies and the blessings of Bilam, one of the things that stands out is that in the four different blessings that Bilam gives, eight different times the Torah has the couplet of Yaakov Yisrael. For example, let's take the first one in chapter 23. It's true of all of them. But the first one in chapter 23, Bilam said, Baruch has brought me from Aram. Moabs came from the hills of the east. Curse me, Jacob. Come, tell Israel's doom, Yaakov and Yisrael. And then at the end, that's verse number 7. And in verse number 10, which is the last verse of the first blessing, Afar Yaakov Rova Yisrael, Tamot Mot Yisharim. Who can number, who can count Afar Yaakov, the dust of Jacob? The word Rova is an interesting word. I'll come back to that in a minute. May I die the death of the upright. So the first, again, we have Jacob. Who can count the dust of Jacob? And Rova Yisrael. The translation I have before says the dust cloud of Israel. I have a different suggestion in a moment. But again, Yaakov and Yisrael. So we have over here, the Torah is in fact, and all of the blessings are this way. Of course, in poetry, we have the parallelism in poetry. But the fact that it appears eight different times, and not just that. But verse number 10 is very striking. Who can count the dust of Jacob and Rova Yisrael? Now, we remember that the word dust, the word afar, is part of the blessing in the book of Genesis. Jacob was told in chapter 28 of Genesis, your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, afar aretz, spreading out in all directions. Rova Yisrael, the word rova can have various meanings, but one of them is seed. Rovea venirva, prohibited sexual relationships. So Rova is playing on the word Afar, and Afar itself stands in for progeny. Who can count the seed, the descendants of Jacob? It's the blessing of Jacob, the blessing of having many descendants. 
would that I either die the death of the righteous, and here the Torah actually here in Bilam's prophecy plays with the word Yisrael and Yashar. Would that I die the death of Yisharim, Utiach riti kamohu. And the, the reader of the Torah here is reminded that in the story of Jacob wrestling with this mysterious Ish, this person slash divine being, the one who says to Jacob, you have wrestled with Elohim v'yim you have wrestled both with the human and the divine, and you have prevailed. That in that story, it begins with the words, Yaakov rivado, Jacob was left alone. That's how the story begins in chapter 32. Here in verse number 9, of chapter 23, in the third verse of the blessing, I see them from the mountaintops, Rosh Tzurim, and from the heights, Hainam Livadad Yishkon, a people that dwells Badad, a solitary people, a different destiny. And the reader reminds oneself by Yivater Yaakov Livado. Jacob was left alone, and the continuation of that verse, Vayeavek Ishimo. The person wrestled with Jacob, Vayeavek. Now the word Vayeavek is the, coming from the word Avak, Alof Bet Kuf. Avak is dust. In biblical Hebrew, Avak is Afar. They use synonymously. Avak and Afar. So the Torah recalls that story. Jacob was wounded. Kafirecho in the thigh. Thigh is a sexual term. And in fact, the progeny of Jacob in the Torah is called Yotzei Yerech Yaakov. Only Jacob in the Torah, his progeny are called those who descend from his thigh, Yotzei Yerech Yaakov. Even though he's wounded in the thigh, as it were, nonetheless, he's able to overcome that and have many progeny. Mimona Afar Yaakov umisbaret rova Yisrael. And then Bilam, of course, says, Tamot nafshi mot Yisharim. Would that I die the death of the righteous. So it recalls the story of the one who was able to become Yisrael. And that's the response to the question, are they worthy or not? They are worthy, despite the past. They're worthy because Yaakov can become Yisrael, because Jacob has the ability to transform himself.